Sounds like a great idea for children, but what about you? Have you personalized it? Say, this is a great idea for me. I need to implement this right away. MPS. MPS. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business. Because I truly believe if we're not good with money, it's because we don't talk about money. And this show is designed to change just that. I am your host, the Money Misfit, Jamar Dupas, since episode number 94. And today we're going to be talking about you. Like literally, we're going to talk about, we're going to ask the question, what about you? We've been talking about kids this entire time. Now we talk about you. So stay tuned for that. You're going to want to know what I have to say and what I have to ask because it's good questions. Remember, it's not about the answers you get, but the questions that you ask. If this is your first time tuning in, I'd like to say welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I don't know how you found us, but I appreciate you being here. This is a different type of personal finance podcast. We talk about money as it relates to real life because not only do we want you to get your money, We want you to get your money. We want you to understand what your money is there to do and what you want it to do for you so you can live the life you want to live. You can be with the people you want to be with. Go see the things you want to see and all that good stuff. If you want to find out more about what we do and how we do it, head over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. And while you're there, make sure you sign up to get our best stuff. Uh, You don't want to miss it. But anyway, Let's get on with the show because so uh, I really want to kind of dig in today and I'm not going to take a lot of time. These several past episodes. First of all, let me give you an update. I'm feeling a whole lot better, right? Voice still not quite there, but I'm feeling a whole lot better. So I appreciate everybody who has had some sympathy and your prayers and your thoughts and all that good stuff. And I appreciate you being patient with me. And I hope last week was beneficial to you. Uh, If you don't know, last week I played a, a TED talk. Uh, by a gentleman by the name of Adam Carroll, and he, and he talks about uh, when money isn't real, and he talks about this $10,000 cash experiment he played with his children. If you have not heard that, go back and listen to that or go check it out on YouTube. There's a link to the uh, video on the show notes at uh, yourmoneyright.com forward slash 93 for last week's episode if you want to check that out. But it's it's an amazing uh, talk that I believe it is very relevant to what we've been talking about over the past several weeks. And that has really been about kids and money and how we raise our children to be financially uh, savvy, uh, at least at the very minimum, not have money be such a foreign thing to them thing to them, right? We want them to grow up with some financial prowess and it being one of those things that's just as easy as walking. It becomes a norm for them and not some all new experiment uh, that many of us had to kind of, you know, go after once we started becoming adults and having real salaries and incomes and stuff like that. So anyway, go back and listen to that if you have not. But like I said, over the past several weeks, we've been talking about kids and money and how we can set them up for success in life. We talked about 
you know, what it means to be a child, the, the, the lessons that I believe that all children should learn, you know, at five and over, you should know these things about money, where money comes from, how you get more of it, you know, these things like that. Again, you can go back and check up past episodes if you want to do that, uh, which you should do that. And I think you should review that even if you have li- listened to those episodes. But we talked about that and we talked about the three G system, the get, the give and the grow buckets that we use when we are dealing with our kids. Right. So just a quick recap, when we give our children money and we give it to them in the sense that we we give them a small allowance enough to you know be able to divide and make financial decisions and practice management of money, but not a whole lot to where they get to, you know, get to be you know, living on a high hog and they never have any incentive to go and, and produce more of their own. But we use a money management system that we coined and we call it the 3G system where we take their money and we divide it up in three jars or three buckets. The first bucket is the giving bucket. Uh, we want our children to learn to give because there is something powerful when you can take money and give it away. Right. There's so many nuances and intricacies to that that we believe is really strong. And if something you can learn early on in life, uh, money uh, doesn't become one of those things that uh, just overpowers you with greed, so to speak, because it's something that you can give away. Uh, and then the next bucket is the grow bucket. And we want to teach our children that money is a tool. Money is a seed and seeds are meant to be planted and grown and nurtured and watered and taken care of and given a proper amount of sunlight and, and attention and things like that. And you could take that seed grow an apple tree, right? And that apple tree will then produce you a ton of apples. And then every single apple will have a bunch of seeds in there for you. So we want them to know that about money, that money is a seed. And if you, and when you could, what you could do with money is take money and multiply money. And we want them to start thinking about that at a very early age. And then the last bucket, of course, is the get bucket. The get bucket is basically what they get to do, whatever they want to with the money, right? And we think that's important, Uh, For a lot of reasons. One of those reasons is they need to know what it's like to have money, right, to spend the money and then want to spend the money but not have the money, (laughs) right? You've been through that situation before where you have money, you spend all your money, but then you want something else. You don't have any more money to spend. I think there's a lesson to be learned in that. And our kids are so they, they adapt so well to life. They adapt so well to circumstances, especially in the in the uh, very young ages, that I think it's it's important that we we give them that practice early on. And I share the story with how, you know, one of the breakthroughs that my son has gone through uh, with the Disney store and the Lego store. I share that. And I believe it's episode 91 or 92. We talk about the 3G system, but it's important that they get to do what they want to do with their money. They get to make those decisions and know that with every Every decision, there are consequences, uh, and not just you know in your household, but with money as well. Uh, we also believe it's important that they get to spend money because so they can have some good feelings around money, right? So they can have money, receive it, and know you can buy things that can make you feel good. And I know you hear people say all the time that money doesn't buy happiness. <laughs> well, I'll tell you like this: being broke won't buy you any happiness either, right? Uh, but you can be happy when you're spending money on the right things. That is for sure. Um, so that's the 3G system. And we've been talking a lot about that and a lot about why it's important for our kids and it's important for our legacy. And today I want to ask the question. You, you've probably been listening. You've been thinking about what you want to do for your children, how you want to raise them and how you want to show them how to manage money and all that good stuff. But what about you? That's the question I want to pose to you today. What about you? 
Is it your turn? Have you been thinking about yourself, about your life? And I think about this often because as a person who naturally, I believe, uh, wants to give, who naturally wants to serve, it is easy for me to forget about me, right? I, I used to think it was just a me thing. And then when I became a father, I thought maybe it was a father thing. Actually, when I became a husband, I thought it was a husband thing. And when I became a father, I thought it was a father thing. And I, I do think there's still some kind of those of us who lean in that direction. But I really think this is a parent thing, especially when you become parents. You, your life becomes uh, a tool for your children, so to speak, right? You become... Uh, they completely depend on you and you step up to the game. You step up to the challenge, right? And you step up so much that sometimes you forget to take a step back and look at the big picture. I equate this to when you're on an airplane and they give you the instructions on what happens if you lose cabin pressure and the oxygen mass drop down. If you're with a child or you're with somebody who is less able than you, they tell you that you should put the oxygen on you first so there then you can help somebody else and this isn't that's an important part it's important because if you don't have the oxygen on when you need it and you pass out trying to get it on somebody else neither you or that somebody else you're trying to help will get the oxygen right we talk about this a lot especially in the fire department in the fire service and as a paramedic and as a firefighter we talk about this a lot like the last thing you need to do is become a patient when you're trying to go help somebody, right? The last thing you need to do is become a victim when you're trying to go help somebody get out of their victim circumstance, you know? So if we're going to a fire, the last thing we want to do is get in a wreck on the way to the fire because somebody is at that place depending on us either to rescue them or to rescue their stuff, their belongings, their their things, their goods. I remember one of my very first fires as a rookie out of the academy, I think it was like my first day, actually. And I, I didn't know what the job really entailed. Right. I knew I could kind of pretend to be a hero. I can kind of kind of get that kind of thing going. I can make a difference maybe from time to time. But I didn't know the nuances. I didn't know the extent of the job. My very first fire I made was at a, a couple's apartment and it was a pretty bad fire and it wasn't their fault. The fire started on the first floor and they lived on the second floor of this apartment complex. And so the, we were uh, getting there just as the fire was getting to the second floor and start burning up their apartment. And I remember my captain saying, look, we got to move quickly because uh, we got to protect these people's stuff. We already knew everybody was out. The first arriving crews that was there, they made sure everybody was out. And we were going up to put the fire out and to stop the spread of the fire on the second floor. And we did that and we did a good job. And we did a deal. You know, it was all a blur to me at the time, but it really hit me afterwards when we were cleaning up to the apartment and we we're going through and I found uh, uh, there was a wedding dress in a closet and not only was a wedding dress, there was invitations, there was pictures, there were balloons. You could tell the lady was making a lot of her own things uh, for a wedding that was coming up soon. And we were able to save the wedding dress and we were able to save some of the invitations and a lot of the some other stuff. We weren't able to save everything. So some things burned up, some things got smoke damaged, but we were able to save probably the most important part was her wedding dress. And it hit me at that moment, like, you know, the extent of where this is not just necessarily about saving a life, but 
this person is getting ready to have a, a you know an experiment like a life changing event in their lives and this is the wedding is a big thing right and we were able to save her wedding dress and I was thinking to myself what if we weren't able to do that and it you know if we were to taken you know maybe a minute or two longer to get to the to the fire would would that dress have burned up if we would have gotten to an accident if we wouldn't have been as in good of a shape if we wouldn't have known what we were supposed to be doing if we wouldn't have been doing the right things to make sure we were prepared for that time and moment that dress could have been ruined right and the couple didn't have they didn't have like, uh, you know, renter's insurance and stuff like that. Which if you're renting a place, get you some renter's insurance, please. Right. Because it doesn't have to be your fault. Right. I know your mama told you that when you're driving your car, put your seatbelt on, and you know, defensive drive defensively because it's not you. You got to watch out for it's the other people. But anyway, I just remember thinking that and I equate that to just what I was talking about with the airplane and talking about like just life in general. You've heard me say this before. Have you have to take care of yourself, right? It's family first. And if you want to teach your children about money, the best way to teach them about money is to be a good model and to be a good steward of the money that you have today. But it's important that you think about you first. And it's not from a selfish perspective, right? It's a per- from a perspective of being a hero that is prepared, right? Nobody would like Batman, right? If he didn't work out, if he didn't come up with the gadgets, if he didn't prepare beforehand, right? He wouldn't be a hero. He wouldn't be able to help anybody, right? You can't help your children or anybody else if you don't take care of yourself. And you've heard people talk about this. There's been a whole lot of talk lately over the past several years about self-care, taking care of self. But I also want you to think about this from a financial perspective, right? Who can you help if you're broke? Now, I know some of you saying, well, I I can do a lot of things. You absolutely can. Uh, And you can, you know, you can float for a long time, right? You can push, you can push, you can push, and you can strain, you can work, you can burn the midnight oil. But how sustainable is that, right? You can help somebody temporarily, but are you setting yourself up to where you can be in a position where you can help people long term, right? Where you can help people continuously over and over and over for the long haul. Right. And not only just help them financially, but but show them what it's like to go from nothing to something to abundance. Right. And that's the game plan, at least for me. Right. This is what I think about. And I know there's a lot of parents out there who don't think about themselves and and not just from a like responsibility perspective, but, you know, a fun perspective. Right. So the children, they get a get bucket. Right. They get to do whatever they want to do with that money. But do you have a get bucket? Right. Do you have money set aside for you to be able to do whatever it is that you want to do? We call this the baller bucket. Right. Well, actually, we don't call it the baller. The baller bucket is a little bit different, but you can use it for it. Right. We talk about the different buckets that we have. I'm not going to go through that right now. You can go through the past archives and check that out. Right. But we talked about the money misfit methods. And one of the buckets that you must have if you're following the money misfit methods is a baller bucket. And this baller bucket is designed for you to do baller stuff, right? Stuff you would normally do for you to enjoy your money. For somebody like me, it was really important because it's easy for me not to spend any money, (laughs) right? Not so easy for my wife, right? But for me, it's real easy for me not to spend any money. 
But that also created a strain in our marriage early on because I didn't want to spend any money. She did want to spend money. She was like, well, why are we working so hard? And I'm like, well, we work so hard and we're not working too hard so we can spend all the money. And we, there was that conflict there. Right. You've, you've had that conversation. Right. And but when we came up with the system, it, it was it was a it was a neutral ground. Right. This bucket is a neutral place. It's something that's built in now that we don't have to think about. I don't have to think about. You don't have to think about. But it's built into our lifestyle now. And what we get to do with that bucket is whatever we want to do, anything that makes us feel wealthy, anything that makes us, you know, f- you know, feel like the, the money that we're earning, the work that we're doing is worth it. You need to have the same thing, something like it. Right. Because even if you think you're like me. Right. And you don't need to spend any money. Right. You think you can just go through life, not spend any money. What I found out is I was lying to myself, right? You do need to spend money. You do need to enjoy your money because here's what's going to happen. If you don't take the time to enjoy your money, the inner child in you will sabotage the money that you do pick up, the money that you do earn, the money that you do accumulate, right? Because you do need to enjoy the money. You do need to take some time out for yourself, right? And not just enjoy the money. But have you taken the time out to come up with a system for yourself for managing your money? Right. That's important because it helps you get the stress off your own back from making financial decisions. We talked about this before, that making decisions over and over and over again causes fatigue. Uh, It's been coined decision fatigue. Right. And I take it a little step further. It's financial decision fatigue. If you've ever had to plan a wedding or plan a party or plan anything and, and it takes a long time to do you get tired of making decisions. You get all these little choices you got to make. And eventually you're just like, whatever. You just say, F it, right? You just, whatever. And you just, and that's never the right attitude to have, especially when it comes to making decisions that it's going to make a difference in life. So you have to think about that. Have you taken the time to not only create a baller bucket or a get to bucket for yourself, but have you created time to figure out how to manage your cash flow? Take a simple system and utilize it. You can utilize our system. I'm telling you, it works. I've had so many people with, through the consultations we've had. Again, and if you don't know, we do do consultations. We do one-on-ones. Uh, just send me an email. I'll send you my schedule. We can set it up, right? But anyway, you need to take the time to come up with a system for yourself to manage your money, to manage your cash flow. Because that is a principal thing. If you'd never get that part down, I don't care how much money you make. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much money you make. You're going you're gonna to struggle with money, right? Because if you can't pull 10 cents out of a dollar, you won't be able to pull 10,000 out of 100,000, right? And so forth. Just move to decimal point. It doesn't really matter. It's all about habits, right? We've talked about this before. It's all about those habits. So we want you to get good habits right now. And you've probably listened to these past episodes and you thought about these are great ideas for your children, but you've never really personalized it. You may even listen to the show and you think these are great ideas for my wife or my wife needs to hear this. Or you've been thinking, you know, my husband needs to hear this. But what about you? Have you ever said, you know, I need to hear this or how can I apply this to my life? And I'm only saying this because this is something that I have to say to myself. Right. (laughs) I listen to stuff a lot and I go, oh, you know, somebody so and so would, would need to hear this. Right. And then every now and again, something smacks me in the head that inner spirit smacks me in the head. It's like, what about you? Are you listening to this or you are for yourself? Or are you listening to listening to this for somebody else? Are you taking it personal? These are the things you want to take personal. Right. You hear about the grow bucket for the for your child. Right. You think that's a great idea that my child needs to learn that money is meant to grow, that they can grow money 
They can't grow a money tree. You just got to plant it the right seed, right? You got to have the right seed. You're thinking that about your children. You need to learn that. But what about you? Right? Do you have a grow bucket? Do you have money set aside to help you learn to multiply money? Do you have money set aside to help you actually multiply the money? We call that the getting better bucket, right? For grown up, grown folks, right? Because we have our own bucket system, right? With the getting better bucket helps you learn what you need to know, right? And the wealth building bucket is money set aside just for building wealth, right? Sounds like a great idea for children, but what about you? Have you personalized it? Say, this is a great idea for me. I need to implement this right away, right? And you're thinking... The give bucket for the kids. That is a great idea to teach my child to give because I want my child to be a giving child. I don't want my child to be selfish. I don't want my child to think that the world revolves about around them. I want my child to get the joys of being able to help and contribute to something greater than themselves. If you said that about your child, the question is, what about you? Have you personalized that? Have you been tithing? Have you been trying to give anything? Have you gone out of your way at all? Because there is something spiritual and there's something powerful about helping other people, about being a part of something greater than yourself. And one of those things, a lot of people will quickly give up their time, right? But there's something different about money. I don't know what it is, but there's something different about money. When you can release money, you can release a lot of things, right? Money is one of those weird subjects that is, one, it's hard for people to talk about. It's hard for people to face. And I get it. I understand. We we have our consultations. I've talked to our clients. I've talked to other misfits a lot about this stuff. Right. Talk to my wife about about this a lot because we have our own uh, financial demons that we've had to deal with. Right. So I get it. I understand. It's not an easy thing to do. But have you personalized it? Have you stopped thinking about other people and start thinking about yourself? Start thinking about how can I take what I have as little or as much as it is and give some of it away and experience that what he's talking about. What can I do this week with money that could put a shirt on somebody's back, put some food in somebody's belly, put some hope in their heart, right? With money, what can I do? Just try it and stretch yourself, right? Go above and beyond what you think you could do and watch how it comes back to you. Watch the joy that you experience when it happens and then watch what happens next week. Something's going to happen to you. Right. And you're going to go. You're going to go back. and You're going to hear my voice and you're going to go. That Jamar is on to something. <laughs> and I can say this with confidence because I've challenged people to do this so many times. And when they do this with this spirit, with this heart of going to serve, it always comes back. Never fails. I don't know what it is. If I knew how to bottle it up, I'd be a billionaire. But I know it works. It's worked for me. It's worked for my wife. It's worked for countless other people that I've talked to, have interacted with, and have read about, and all that good stuff. But I really want you to give it a try. And I want you to take this personal. And not just even in your finances. Think about this throughout your entire life. What are you doing to prepare yourself to be the best you can be so you can be the best contributor that you can be? 
So you can be the best money maker you can be. So you can be the best investor you can be. So you can be the best husband, the best wife, the best son, the best daughter, the best friend that you can be. What are you doing to improve yourself? Are you thinking about yourself or are you just thinking about everybody else? Are you taking the time out to exercise your wealth and your health so that you can be there for others? Right. Take that personally and think about you. And it's basically what I want to talk about today or what I wanted to talk about today. I want to kind of pose that question to you. What about you? Is it your turn? Have you thought about what you would do for you? Because although the world will tell you it's selfish to think about yourself. A mentor told me one time, said the best thing you can do for broke people is to not be one of them. Right. And that resonated with me. (laughs) I hope that resonates with you. And I can look at it in my life directly and see that me not being broke has allowed me to help in several different ways. Right. One, I don't stress about money. So it's one less thing that's on my mind. Right. I can be available mentally. For my wife, for my kids, for others, for people that I go to work to 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 help with and all that good stuff. Right. I have that free space. Right. I have the free space, the time, the money, the energy to get on this microphone and do these shows. And pay for the hosting and the, you know, the the videos, the equipment, the energy, the, you know, the bandwidth and all that good stuff. Right. I don't have to worry about those things. Right. Because I have the bandwidth. I have the space to do that. If something goes wrong in my life, I have the space and the bandwidth to deal with that. So I'm not worried anymore. I'm not anxious about the next hurricane that comes through, so to speak. Right. Because I know, look, I got some space, I got some elbow grease, I got some room, and that's peace. And that's what we're all after anyway, right? We're after peace. But it takes some time for you to sit down and think about your own situation and to put your mask on first. So then you can help others. Because if you don't do that, You run the risk of passing out before you have the chance to make the real impact that you know you can make. That's all I got for today. I hope that was helpful. If so, let me know. Better yet, let somebody else know. If you think anybody else can benefit, I know I've just been talking about you. But if you can think of anybody else can benefit from the show, please continue to share this thing out. I really appreciate everybody who's been doing that. We've been growing, 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 growing. Thank you so much for the new reviews that are coming through. Uh, I'm going to start back reading those reviews. So get your reviews in there. And if you do leave me a review, do me a favor, shoot a screenshot and send it to me. I want to know who you are, because I know some of y'all, y'all get on there and you got these screen names from 1998. Right. And so I don't know who you are. But if you do leave me a review, send me a screenshot of it so I know who you are. So I can thank you personally and also give you a shout out uh, on the next few episodes as we creep on up 
as we get to episode number 100. I can't believe we are moving. We're almost to a hundred episodes. And now I got to think of something amazing to do for the 100th episode. But we got a few more to go. Uh, and I think we should be able to get those in. Maybe get an episode 100 before the season's over. We'll see how that goes. But anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. I, I really do. I, it blows my mind every week when I look at the numbers and I see all of y'all that are listening to the show. Just I, I don't get it, but I appreciate you being here. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate you. I love you, and God bless. MPS. MPS. We're talking about